Yo, this is the ancient Texan. I think it's a Monday night, sitting out by the pond. The subject tonight's going to be about uh, kind of reverse racism. I grew up in El Paso um, in grade school in the 50s. When I went to grade school in El Paso, it was probably 60-70% Hispanic. They weren't allowed to speak Spanish in the grade schools. Um, it was They could get thrown out of school. So, everybody asked me, did I learn Spanish? No, I was a gringo. And so when I approached a group of Hispanic kids that were speaking Spanish, they stopped talking because I was part of the establishment, part of the power structure, the white male power structure. And they learned to just try to keep a low profile isn't that amazing that all those years ago, they, the kids on the playground, saw it? They saw the white power and prejudice that I didn't see. I remember once uh, later when I was in college going to UTEP, and I was riding with my Hispanic friend. All my friends were Hispanic. Um, he said he was going to a protest and I said a protest on what and he said on on racism and racial prejudice and that kind of stuff and I said who who's get who's I don't understand what's going on and he said we're marching against uh, racism and I said who's we and because I, I kind of didn't quite even notice that my friends were Hispanic and he said you know the Hispanic is up and marching I said how can you guys like be the minority and have prejudice I said there's like 60 70 percent of you here in El Paso and he said but we don't control the world it's the white male that does and that was um 68, 69. And I kind of like registered in my head, and I'm obviously retelling it, but I didn't quite see it. Um, and I see it now. I see it most of the time. It's with regard to blacks, not Hispanics, although I'm pretty sure Hispanics and Indians and a lot of other people have experienced the white power structure. In fact, the whole world, colonial, colonialism was the white power structure. Um, nuclear non-proliferation saying that uh, the countries that have it, white, uh, countries like U.S., 
Great Britain, France, um, Russia, which is not quite the same thing, China, which isn't quite the same thing. They um, should have it in the countries like South Africa should give it up. So, I mean, it's been around a long time and a lot of different flavors. So, I get it. But we're going to look at in this podcast kind of the flip side of that. Uh, This is the ancient Texan on the introduction for this podcast. Namaste. Namaste from the ancient Texan. We're talking about reverse prejudice. Um, I just did a little segment how I grew up in El Paso, where it was 70% Hispanic, and how I didn't see the white prejudice that was there. And I was probably part of it. But I'm going to flip that around. I just went to the graduation ceremony of uh, my stepdaughter getting her PhD in uh, microbiology. And George Mason. First, it's like the top 25 schools in the U.S., maybe in the world, with racial diversity. Beautiful spectrum of, of colors and uh, you know, standing there outside of the arena where they awarded the uh, degrees. There were, you know, African garb, Middle East, Asian, all just different colors and shades and clothes. And man, I thought, wow, this is wonderful. Seeing all this diversity here, and they're all happy and they're all there seeing their kids graduate. You can feel the common, you know, love and appreciation for education and their children being part of it. Uh, before that, we went to the award ceremony in, in biology, which was the biggest college, and watched our daughter get an impact award on Ebola research. It's pretty friggin' amazing that my stepdaughter's getting an impact award uh, for research on Ebola. Um, And she also got uh, a fellowship to NIH. Uh, To keep up up the work, postdoc. So I'm looking at that saying, wow, this is really amazing. And I started watching the people come up during the award ceremony. Here's something I noticed. First, it was about 75% women, 25% guys. Of those 25% guys, 
you know, listening to the names as they pronounced them and making a little bit of a judgment call. I would say maybe 10% of the guys getting awards were, you know, George Smith, you know, something that recognized as a an American name and maybe 90% of the guys getting an award were, you know, Abaduba from somewhere. And I'm perfectly happy that uh, people from other places are coming here and getting degrees and I love the diversity. But it was alarming to me how few white males were represented in the college. And then when we got from the, the award ceremony to the graduation, the pattern continued. There just were not white males uh, getting degrees. And as I understand it now, um, there's more women graduating from high school and from college and advanced degrees completely across the board. Um, the white male is not showing up. And I don't think this is um, just because I'm a white male. I'm an old white male, and I was along when the world was highly biased in my favor. I think this is a group that's disappearing um, from having a representative um, take of the American pie. And I know we've screwed over blacks and Indians and Hispanics and stuff forever. But that doesn't mean that it's okay to screw over a new group. Um, I think everything has to be distributed according to ability and we have to encourage everybody. Um, and everybody has to be treat, treated equally. And I, and I wonder, you know, if... Um, Trump didn't see this, you know, the fall of the white male, and he's appealed to them, and Trump's kind of the last gasp. I was also talking to someone this evening about this all-women's uh, group. Uh, in high school, they encouraged them, you know, to be... Uh, business entrepreneurs and accomplished and they take them on this you know uh, 5k walk and anyway the person was telling me about this all girl group and the society that sponsors them and I asked is there an all male group that's kind of the same thing and they said well not really I also know that there's like all black colleges and you know which has always bothered me. And when they were talking about um, the girls group, they said, well, it would probably be, or I think I said, it would probably be illegal to have a group that only white males can attend because that would be prejudice against all other groups. But it's not prejudice to have all black college I don't know 
somehow the logic of that escapes me. Um, I also notice I'm I'm a real old dude, and and I go to a, a lot of social justice, and I go to a UUFN church, and I go to TED groups, and uh, I go to great decisions discussions. I go a, a lot of I'm pretty active and a lot of stuff. And what I notice is wherever I go, it's about 75% women, maybe even 90% women and a lot of this stuff. Uh, I went to a meeting today, great decisions. Uh, I was two out of about, two males out of 10, and that's actually a higher ratio than normal. Um, go to UUFN church, and I guess... It's probably a third. Part of it is us guys all die out when we get older. But part of it is the guys are just not engaged. And I don't know what's happening in high school and college that there's less guys getting degrees. Um... And, and there's also a lot of books written on, you know, where have all the guys gone. There's a whole... Peloria? Peloria. Whatever. There's a whole bunch of books written on, basically, where's the white guy... Where's the white guy gone? Now, I'm just kind of raising a flag that we ought to be concerned that white males are dropping out. Because it's not really, it didn't really matter the color. It's just, it's completely immaterial. It's any group that's dropping out of our society or uh, we should be concerned about. Um, anyway, I this is uh, the ancient Texan. Hoping you'll, you'll think about this and... Uh, Ask yourself what's what's happening and who is advocating for the white male. Maybe it's only the ancient Texan. This is the ancient Texan. Namaste.